Welcome to the Battlefield Baptist Church Podcast. We are so glad you joined us and pray that this message is a blessing to you today. This week we heard from our missionary to Mexico, Adolfo Ruesga. So if I'm speaking to a church that understands missions, why do we do it? Why does the pastor take the time every year to have a missions conference? Okay, pastor, we get it. Why do we do it again? We know the food is great, the fellowship is great, but why do we get to talk about missions and why do we invite missionaries every single year? Well, a few reasons. Number one, we forget everything. For instance, if we were to give you a little exam, little test this morning and ask you to tell us what was the message your pastor preached last week. I saw your faces. That's enough. (laughs) All you can tell, man, it was a great message. What was it about? Well, it was pretty cool. So that's one reason we we invite missionaries every year, because we forget a lot of things. But then, for for those of you who remember what missions is about, it's just to keep it fresh, to remind you. So it's, it's not something like, uh, well, it was cool. We had a missions conference 10 years ago. And, but it's something fresh in your mind. Number two, we do it because some of you guys might have never heard about missions before because you're new to this church. And we want to make sure that you understand what the Bible says about missions. And number three, because there's some of you guys that probably were kids couple years ago, and probably everything they said, uh, all your teachers said in Sunday school just went like, and you don't remember anything, and and so you can hear it again. So this is a very important subject because it is important for God. So we need to go over it as many times as may be necessary so so we can actually get involved in missions. We We do missions because there is a need. There's a need out there because the Bible says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and and there's no other way to the Father but to Christ. Amen? So what happens with all that people that have never heard about Jesus Christ? We have a problem. Now, it may not seem like a big problem for you because living in the States and living in this state, man, I saw like a million churches driving down here. There's churches everywhere. I saw in this uh, highway, I don't know where's the highway, over here, right, behind me, 29. I saw like five Baptist churches. So you turn on the radio and you have a lot of Christian stations. You have a lot of movies that talk about Jesus Christ. But, you know, there's, it's not like that everywhere. There's a lot of people who have never heard about Jesus Christ, and there is a need because without Jesus Christ, there is no salvation. If people don't get to hear about Jesus Christ, they won't go to heaven. Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen? How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? It's kind of hard. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So it's, it's kind of complicated that, that to read that verse when English is your second language. It's like, uh. But he's explaining the reason. 
there's a need. People need to hear about Jesus Christ. And for them to do it, they, 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 we need to send out missionaries. We need to send people all over the world to preach the gospel. So they can hear about him and then they can have a choice of believing or not believing. So there's a need out there for Jesus Christ, for the word to be heard. And, and that is where missions comes in. There's a need to teach what the Bible says. People out there are looking for something, and make no mistake, they will find something. The problem is, what will they find? In a lot of parts of the world, you know, Christians' churches are going down. Another kind of religions, they're going up. And the main difference is that these guys are doing something. And sometimes we're just comfortable because we already know it. But we got to do something about it. We got to share the word of God because people are looking for something. Even those who say, I don't believe in anything. Well, they believe in that. They have a belief, which is nothing, but they believe in that. So we need to take the time to share Jesus Christ because there is a need. People will die and will go to hell if they don't get to hear about Jesus Christ. And you know... We have to do it not only because there is a need, but we have to do it because we have a command. And that is an order. That is mandatory. That's something there's no option. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19, Go ye therefore, if you want to, if you feel like it. What version do you guys have? It doesn't say that. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. We got to go everywhere. And, you know, it's kind of hard to be in two places at the same time. Like today, I, I'm kind of sleepy. I don't know. We have, we have been uh, staying with the tailors, and their house is amazing. But something happens to me when I stay in the basement. There's no light, which is awesome to sleep. And I don't want to wake up. And usually that doesn't happen to me. So if I could be in two places at the same time today, I would be sleeping right here with you guys. Now, if I could do three, I would be in Mexico as well. But we can't. So God has a perfect design, and, and, and that is that as a local church, we send out missionaries. So we can be right here, and we can be right there at the same time, reaching the world for Christ. So there is a command. And when we hear about the missionaries, the work that the missionaries do is not just going out and evangelize. But, you know, because the, the Great Commission not only talks about reaching them for Christ, but it also talks about baptizing. And that itself implies that we need to plant churches. We're going to baptize them. But then it says we got to teach them. Teaching them to observe all things. Now, this is very important. Because the only way that we're going to be able to keep this thing going is if we start teaching people about Jesus Christ. Not just evangelizing, but teaching them. This is discipleship. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2 says, The things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Amen? That is several generations. Now, we have a command to take the word of God and preach it. But what happens if we lose one generation? It's gone. And you know, that command is for us. We, we may think, well, that sounds pretty cool, but that's for you because you're a missionary. That's for a pastor because he's a pastor. 
I'm just going to come here and help now and then. Well, there's a need, there's a command, but there's also a fact. And if you turn your Bibles there to Ephesians chapter 2, you know, in verse 8 and 9, we know that by heart. And it's talking about salvation through faith. Amen. It's free, not because it didn't have a cost. It had a huge cost, but it was paid by Jesus Christ. Amen. He paid for it. But then in verse 10, we hardly ever read verse 10. Verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Are you guys there following me? Yeah? Look at that. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do whatever you want. Does it say that? It doesn't say that. It says, we were created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And then it says, which God had before suggested? It doesn't say that either. It says, ordain that we should walk in them. So the verse is saying, you were created to serve God. Me? Not just the pastor? Not just the missionary? No. You are included. And we need to spread the the gospel and the word of God together as a church. And there's a fact. You were made to do that. Sometimes we get afraid and say, well, you know, I don't want to go to a missions conference. Because, you know, I've seen in, 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 in the past that... Some people have surrendered to be missionaries. I'm kind of afraid of that. I'll just keep the whole weekend. But we're thinking, I was not made to do that. I'm not a good speaker. I get kind of nervous. I don't like studying. I mean, I'm a little shy. And we come up with all these great excuses, and they actually sound good. But the Bible says that you were made to do it. He created you to do it, you and me. So if there's a need, there's a command... And there's a fact, then you got to understand that there's also an opportunity to do something about it. You know what missions is about. We don't have the time to go uh, deeper in that. But you know that it's about sending people out to preach the gospel because there is a need. And we need to do it because it's mandatory. And also that you were made to do so. You can be part of it. So how do I get involved? You know, in James chapter 1 and verse 22, the Bible says, But be ye doers of the word. And not here is only deceiving your own selves. And usually when we read this passage, at least in my mind, I was usually reading this part, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. And man, you gotta do you you gotta do what you have learned, what 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 you have seen in the Bible and what you have learned, you gotta do it, you gotta put it in practice. And and we actually need to do that. But then I really like that last part. And it tells you the why. Why do you need to do what you have heard? And that is in, because otherwise you would be deceiving your own selves. Now, I don't like, I, I don't know if you guys like somebody deceiving you. Anybody? Raise your hand. Man, I really love when people lie to me. I really love when people do stuff to me that, I, I mean, it's not right. Anybody? None of us. But we do it to ourselves. When we know what the Bible says and we choose not to do it there's an opportunity to do something about it so again why do we have a missions conference every year well your pastor as a good pastor is 
creating an opportunity for you guys to do something. Now, even the ministers you guys have in your church, I, I can assure you, they're not just random ministries. Man, what should we do on Thursday night? Well, I don't know. Well, let's, let's, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are just entertained. That's not the idea. We want to get you guys involved. We want to create an opportunity so you can serve God. Now, you know, you got to start serving God here. If you don't do it here, there's no way you're going to do it in China. If you don't do it here, there's no way you're going to do it anywhere. You got to start right here doing what God wants you to do. There's an opportunity for you to get involved in missions. Uh, if you were here, uh, I think it was Thursday night, we were showing our videos and we were telling people uh, about our ministries and how people are involved. And I was telling you guys that our church in Mexico, which is called La Fe, which is Faith, a Baptist church, people are getting involved. People are surrendering their lives to serve God. And the thing here is they're getting that God is the most important thing. And usually the way we see it is, Pastor, I need to talk to you. You know, my son, you know, yeah, and Joe. I don't know if anybody here is named Joe, but it's not anything against you. It's just an example, okay? So, Pastor, you know, little Joe, I mean, he's 20. And, I mean, don't tell anyone, but he's useless. He's not good at school. He's not, I mean, he can't even date. And he can't do anything. So I think he should be a missionary. You take him and send him to serve God. And sometimes we think that that's the way it works. But you know what? It doesn't. Now, little Joe can be used by God. Amen? But so can you. You can be used by God. Now, there's an opportunity to do something about it. If you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4 and verse 19, and the context here real quick is this is the beginning of the ministry of, of, of Jesus Christ. He was just baptized, and after he was baptized, he was taken to the wilderness, uh, and, and he went through a very hard time. And when you take the time to study that, it was really hard time for him to go to the wilderness and each one of the things he was tempted in. And, and then he went out of that, he came out of that, and, 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 and he defeated all that, and then he started his ministry. Not before, but after. He started his ministry, and one of the very first things that he said is chapter 4 and verse 19. And he said unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of man. Now, this is one of my favorite verses. And I know you heard this verse. But what he's saying, listen carefully, follow me, and I will make you. Fishers of man. The excuse is, I can't. I'm not able. And you're right. You can't and you're not able. But he can. And that's where we need to uh, listen carefully. He says, I will. It doesn't say I might. I could. It's saying I will. There's no doubt there. And that's why when you go back to Matthew chapter 28 and, and, and verse 18, it, it starts saying, all power is given unto me. Amen? And then he gives us instruction to go and do it. And here he's saying the same. Follow me and I will make you. So what does it take for you to serve God? 
because the call is already there. He already said, go into all the world and, and, and preach the gospel. He already said it. He's already telling you, follow me. So what does it take to be able to serve God? Now, when I say this, it doesn't mean that everybody's going to be a missionary. But it means that everybody should be willing to say, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. So what does it take? It takes faith. How many of you can raise your hand and say, I am 100% sure that I've trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, and the day that I die, I'm going straight to heaven? Thank you. Now, if you're here and you haven't trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, I would like to invite you to do that because salvation is only through Jesus Christ. For those of you who have invited Jesus, that is awesome. That means that you trusted him with your eternal salvation. Let me ask you something. Why can't you trust him with your job description? With your living location? Don't you think that's smaller than eternal salvation? So what's the difference? What does it take? We need to understand and analyze ourselves and really see if we truly believe what he says. Because when he says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of man, he means what he says. Amen? So what if God is calling you? You need to trust him. Parents? Let them serve God. Let them do it. There's nothing better for us than what God wants from us. So here's where we can apply with what we preach. When it comes to our lives, it's kind of hard to apply it. But it's still God. Well, you know, son, you got to trust in God. Well, you know that. You also got to trust in that God. Amen? Now, there's one more thing I want to share with you guys, and that is that when we do, there is a reward. If you turn your Bibles real quick to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, and I'm going quick because I'm in the States. Now, if you come visit us to Mexi- in Mexico, whoa, I'll preach for a couple hours there. But not here, so I'm going quick. Philippians chapter 4. And verse 15, and this is Paul speaking, and he's saying, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, now this is Paul speaking when he was sent out as a missionary, it says, No church communicated with me as concerning giving or receiving. So not many churches financially helped Paul to be a missionary, but he's saying, You guys did. And says, But ye only, verse 16, for even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. And then it says, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Now, you have heard your pastor said, well, when you give, the Lord will give you. And you will have a reward. And that sounds great. But that, your pastor didn't invent that. That's in the Bible. And, you know, one of the best ways that you can get involved in ministries when you give to missions. Because like I said, we cannot be in two places at the same time. But when you give to missions, you are in several places at the same time. That means that God will reward you for 
all those places that are being supported and all the souls that are being uh, rescued for Christ, you will have a part in that when you get in heaven. And let me tell you something. It's kind of hard to leave everything you have and go to a different country, a different world. I mean, everything different to serve God. I know it's kind of hard, but if God is calling you to do it, do it and trust him. And it's a lot easier just to take out your wallet and give. And you'll also get rewards. That's what that verse is saying. So I know this is not a business. But if it was a business, that's the best deal you can get. When you get involved in missions. But that doesn't put aside the fact that if God wants you to serve him, you need to answer to the call. You need to say, here I am, Lord. I trusted you with my salvation. I trust you with my location. I trust you with my job description. I trust you with whatever you want because I know that you are God. Thank you so much for listening. For more information about our ministry, please go to battlefieldbaptist.org or follow us on Facebook or Twitter. See you next time.